Hi Sam, how are you? I'm good, Cal. Hi Bob. Hello. I'm good, thanks for asking. You fuck. I don't clap. Ah, got him. Oh no. Oh, his face. Why is your hand wet? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Gross. That was weird. Carry on. So we tweeted out last week. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I asked. So we saw murder in the Orient Express. Mm-hmm. And I asked if you were going to murder someone on the train, what train would you pick? Mm-hmm. I basically whipped out Sam's dumb question, but to the internet instead. I like it. I prefer that than looking for your bullshit here. <laughs> it gives me more time to perfect it. Mm-hmm. And we got a couple of replies. Um, old mate, the uh, the space hamster. Yeah, good friend of the show. Good friend. Is it a space hamster? Yeah, man. He writes us like every week. How does it like get the messages if it's in space? Satellites, man. Oh yeah, they're pretty nifty. They're pretty good. Mm. Carry on. Mm-hmm. He 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 tweeted us saying, "I'd have to say a freight train." Hop in with victim, kill them before the next stop, and jump when I get the chance. Yeah, tuck and roll, man. Yeah. That's the way. Not a terrible way to do it. But Freight see, train, the body wouldn't be discovered for ages. But, like, people on Twitter will know. Like, my response to this. Which is? What, which is, I would use a ghost train. <laughs> I would blow the whistle and the ghost train would go, Boo! It's a Rick and Morty reference. Yeah, because I'm very smart. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like... You, you, look, Bob, you don't have a high enough IQ to get it. <laughs> oh, I get it. This is fucking dumb. Um, fucking ghost train. Oh, really? The ghost train guy would use a ghost train? Hey, guys, stop the presses. <laughs> uh, it's a good reference. Matt, um, oh, or yeah. at Flint Monkey, yeah. also tweeted a saying, the V-line to Bendigo... I'd leave them to die in Malmesbury. It's fair enough. There's nothing there no, that they, they couldn't stop. survive. They would drink their own piss until they died of over nitrogen poisoning. It's a big dam. It's fine. A big dam full of piss. <laughs> What'd you... No, <laughs> no, it's got water in it. What the fuck do you drink when you're in Bendigo? Bob, it's not a big dam. It's a fucking hole in the ground covered by a shit of corrugated iron. What? That's not... <laughs> there's no corrugated iron involved. Bob. It's all concrete Bob, and steel. The, Bob, the point is that Malmesbury sucks. Stop talking up Malmesbury. You weren't there for the experience, man. Were you? No. That was a long time ago. I had I better things to do, though. like not be invited. My, my old eyes oh, to see. <laughs> uh, carry on. I did invite you, Bob. Yeah, I don't think it's going to go for a reason. Yeah. Probably a good one. What was it? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. We also got a final mm. tweet we got from at goddamn robots. Oh, yeah. Who said, bullet train, dot, 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 get it. Oh, like out of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> That's funnier than the ghost train. Uh, by seen- a good way. Like, about the length of a freight train, that's how much funnier it is. Uh, you know how long a freight train is, Carl? Uh, pretty long. Yep. According to Logan, very long. There's a um, there's a good video explaining, like, the dangers of bullet trains and, like, using the, the oxygenless environment to fire a, a, a train cart really fast. And, like, how one little leak will just fucking kill everybody. Yeah. I mean, we'll get, we, we can do it. We're humans. We can do anything. But, you know, it's... It's going to be... Yeah, it's a very dangerous thing. It was just interesting to see. Like, they, they showed you how to, like... They got, like, a glass tube and a ball, and they're like... It seems oh, yeah. no more dangerous than, like, an airplane. No, it's way more dangerous than an airplane. Because it's not just pressurised, it's vacuum-sealed. Yeah, so it's that's like fine. So it's like if the outside of the plane was space. <laughs> yes, and, I, but, but, I get but, it. But it's now. space for just, like, an inch, and then it's a fucking brick wall that you're slamming into. I get it, Cal. You're fucked, Sam. You're super fucked. But airplanes... Did you see... 
I like watching air crash investigation. Yeah. It's really interesting. A plane crashed once yeah. because there are sensors on the outside of the plane, right, mm. to detect air pressure. Mm. And while doing maintenance, they put tape over the air pressure seals so they can clean around it. Right. One guy off. left the tape on the air pressure sensor, mm-hmm. flying at night, plane couldn't, plane thought it was higher than it was, just crashed into the ground. Everyone died. Yeah, planes are fucked, man. Mm-hmm. This is why we need robots to clean the planes, robots to fly the planes, robots to fucking... Maintain the planes? Yep. Robots. Robots to be in the planes? Yep. No more humans. Yep. Robots only. Just plug us into the Matrix and we'll be done. I'm I'm happy to live in the Matrix, man. Woohoo! Why would anybody not want to be? I'm not. Why? Uh, Name one downside, except for if Mr. Smith was real. What if I don't like the operating system? Nobody likes the operating system, Bob. Exactly. So it's the, it's the same but as But the normal. operating system's real life, Bob. <coughs> yeah, but at least I can think there's something better to go to and then not do it and then complain about it. How the fuck did we get from, like, what, what? train would you use? To I don't know. What train would you use? Would, oh, you said I, ghost train. What gay. train would you use, Bob? Those ones in India with all the people on them? Because then... <laughs> Really Who would know? With those. Yeah, There's so many people true. and they fall off and die all the time as well. So it's a real mystery. Yep. I guess. I don't know. Probably just someone on the Frankston line. It's been <laughs> all day. Yeah. Just another Tuesday. Wow. Take that anyone who lives in Frankston <laughs> or on the line to Frankston. Jesus Christ. Uh, with that, I think we should just play the music. Podcast about what you're watching, maybe. I'm your host, Cal. I am your other host, Sam, and today we're joined by Bob from Before the Movies and Lobster to talk about Murder on the Orient Express. So we just got back from seeing Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. Um, woo woo. This, I just don't even know where to begin with this because I I love Poirot as a as a character and as an idea, but I haven't really delved too deep into the show. I which did, is, which is partly why we've got Bob on the show. Because I read the book and I watched the original movie and I watched the David Suchet TV movie before seeing this. So how does this compare to the book? Uh, it's pretty spot on up until the end, and then the bit with the reveal is like, oh, this is different. Yeah, I didn't think that And that the he whole... gives a shit. Yeah, spoilers for Murder on the Iron Express, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't think that Poirot would be like, well, kill me then. Yeah, and him just being like, oh, I can't figure this out at all. It's like, oh, that's a bit dumb. Well, I never Does got he let the them impression. all go in the book? In the book, he goes, there are two solutions. This is the first one. This is the second one. Bok, it's up to you to decide. Right. And then the book ends because he Bok just goes, clearly the first one because that guy was an asshole. Done. And that's that, better. That's how the, the first movie ended except they all have a little celebration. Yeah. Except pro- which is weird because they're a bunch of murderers. The thing is they are all murderers. They should all be going to jail regardless of what that guy's but done. But in the yeah. book, they all stab him in the dark so they don't actually know who killed him. They do it one at a time in the dark. Right, which is... Rather than lining up like it's fucking Christmas. 
Yeah, I didn't think that they all plotted with each other to do it. No, yeah, like, they do. But, yeah. They do it in the dark, so there's no... None of them can be held accountable. Because who actually killed him? The first person. Right, okay. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> That's dumb. That's really dumb. You all stabbed him. Yeah. yeah. And then in the... You all killed him. In the TV movie, he's drugged, but he's conscious. And one of them's like, the old lady is sitting there telling them why they're all stabbing him. Huh. So they line up again, but it's way worse because he's conscious. He was conscious in this one. Was he? Oh, yeah, because they put their hand over his mouth and yeah. he screamed. Mm. Yeah. So, Sam, uh, going to draw upon your uh, knowledge here. What, how does this compare to, to Mummy on the Orient Express? <laughs> From Doctor Who. <laughs> mm. Well, it's not the same in any way. Okay, cool. Bob, how does... <laughs> <laughs> Mummy on the Orient Express is is really a parallel in name and setting alone. Yeah. And even then, it's not the setting. Yeah, I was it, was, it was a joke. So. Best episode of season eight. Real disappointing, though, because I just... Why was it just not on the Orient Express? Sam. Why does it need to be a space Orient Express? Sam. Fuck that Who. season. Sam. We're talking about Poirot. Okay, okay. So, compared to David Suchet... French accent or Belgian accents go <laughs> like do our accent no, as, oh. as, as, how, how do, how do I'll we... be honest this is the only version of Murder on the Orient Express I've seen this is the other one I've seen all the way through yes so I don't know and I've seen the one version of Murder on the Nile we I've are seen the TV version woefully underprepared for this episode <laughs> these guys suck I did so much research this, this is, is why you're here that's why you're here this is why I nearly said I'm just going to go and leave Bob to do this because oh, if you it. can't tell, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sick. <laughs> You're always sick. Boo, you whore. Wow. It's a reference. Okay. To, to, to Mean Girls. Oh. Come on, guys. It's probably the best movie of this century. Sam, I told you yesterday we make <laughs> Mean Girls references on Wednesday. Anyway. Uh... Mm. Oh, oh, so are you waiting for me to talk? Yeah, you, yeah, oh, you need yeah. to do all the talking oh, today, Bob. Um, did, did you not get the memo? <laughs> did you not read it, Poirot? Shut up. Okay, Um. so, like, he's. Uh, you want to ask about his accent? Oh, I was just going to say, like, what, what do you think of, of Kenneth Branagh's performance compared to David Suchet's? I mean, it's different in that David Suchet's is more unique than the other two that I've seen. Mm. And that the first one... He looks more ridiculous. Who plays him in that? Oh, I don't know. Some, some guy that you've yeah. heard of? Cool. Yeah. The moustache is very distracting. Yeah, but in the old one, his hair's all like waxed, mm. like straight back. And then he's, rather than be a short man, he just pulls his neck in like a turtle and he talks in a really <laughs> gruff voice. Mm. Is he in a movie or the TV? In the movie. Okay. Yeah. TV's David Suchet, so yeah. that's right. He's very... I think that's... The, the movie's got movie. Sean Connery in it. Oh. Mm. Um... This had a star-studded cast. Mm. Yeah, I'm glad Johnny Depp died, though. Look, With, I, I really don't like Johnny Depp, Yeah, but he was he was good in this. He was, he was good he in was this. Because he was playing a creepy fucking asshole well, and he, he had, got he, murdered. He had one moment to pull a funny face, and that was it. Mm. That's good. That's all you need. Don't fucking... Don't just get this guy to just pull stupid faces at the camera for two hours, Pirates of the Caribbean. Also... Only one chunk of fat. Fuck you! Don't no. make him... Your big villain, yeah. twist reveal. Especially when you've got a better villain in the guy he was disguised as. Sorry. I'm going to need to go and get some tissues. I didn't bring my tissue box. Continue. But yeah, Man picking, oh, picking Johnny Depp was a good idea because the guy's creepy and Ratchet's meant to like 
the first time anyone sees him, they get like the shivers because he's just real creepy and evil. And Poirot, like in the book, he does say that I don't like his face mm. or no. something like that. That he's like, this guy is just evil as fuck. Yeah, there was a lot of like just judging people based on how they looked. Oh, the book's more more racist too. I thought I would have thought so. That um, it oh, they call him Latin or something. Was yeah. he meant because he's, he's originally Italian. Right. And like when they're first looking at like all the stab wounds and that, they're like, oh, clearly because it's such a violent crime, it was committed probably by a woman because yeah. they get real hot headed and they're real like you know that. And it then one of them later on says. Oh, but it was a knife. That's the weapon of the Italians. Clearly it was him. Wow. It's like, whoa, this is some racist shit coming through here. See, I feel like there's a reason why all these detective things are, are set, like, way back in the day. And I know part of it's because of forensic evidence, but a lot of it seems to be that people just didn't care about finding the truth as much as they did just punishing the people they didn't like. Well, there's no black guy either in the original. The Doctor and Arthur. The colonel are separate people. Like right. The doctor's just another dude. He's not biased or anything. Right, okay. And, yeah, so they just trimmed one character down. That makes sense. He doesn't really do anything other than say racist, dumb things. Yeah. So that's fine, then. In the TV movie, he's not all black, but he's also merged between him and William Dafoe. Right, yep, yep. And yep. all he really does is try to point Poirot the wrong way. He's like, oh, the window's open. Clearly he jumped out the window and ran away. He's like, there's no footprints in the snow. Yeah. Like, you're an idiot. Yeah. Oh. Also, there's only like 10 stab marks. It's like, no, there's 12. Yeah. You're an idiot. He's like, oh, oh no. Hmm. I've, I've been undone. So that's, like, this was such an interesting murder mystery in the sense that, like... Did you know the twist? Did you no, know the no, I, I went into this blind. I tried Sad. to read the book before I came on, but I decided that it was just going to be better to see this blind. And so did you guys see it coming, or did you have... Who did you think it was before the reveal? I thought it was the um, the woman who kept coming on to... Um, yeah, I was sus on her from the beginning. Hubbard. Um, yeah, the, 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 the cougar. The yeah. cougar. Yeah, I thought it was her from... I was pretty set it was her from the moment she got stabbed. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the first time the stabbing happens. She just finds a knife in her bag. So it was, yeah. This was a very dramatised and action-heavy version. Mm. Well, which, which I mean, I you've got to do that. Well. I think... Because like, this was set up in, like, what, do. three days? This is, like, a day and it's, like, two days or something. I, I, think, think, I think it was, like, two nights. But I yeah. actually think the action elements didn't work. There weren't that many action elements, but... No, but... Pyro getting out and chasing the guy because he's yeah, driving it down dumb. the thing. Dumb. Yeah. It could have been the, the knife in the her mate. shoulder thing. That's fine. It's fine, but I don't like. I'm like, why did no one see this? Mm. Like it, it, that's. I think that that makes me more sus mm. on her because she didn't see who it was. Because that's a really small corridor. Like two yeah. people can't walk down at the same time. How did no one see the guy fleeing? Exactly. Yeah. Um, Where did they flee to? Some of those dramatised moments I think would have worked better had they been drawn back. Yeah, I mean, it didn't bother me at the time. Like, I really don't know how I felt about it. Like, because I came out of this with a positive sort of vibe, but... Yeah, I came out really... I don't know. I came out feeling very mundane. Like, I didn't come out thinking it was great. I didn't come out thinking it was terrible. I'm really in the middle on this one. Yeah. I have been doing a lot of... It's in my last... We might have spoken about this on the show, but for my last semester of writing, 
we did a section on um, murder mysteries, thrillers. Yeah. yeah. And this is basically this is that. Yeah. And that's what I wrote for my major project, mm. which, as you know. Yeah. Um. So just breaking all those kind of things down, there were just I think watching it, there were just things where I'm like. I didn't feel satisfied with the reveal that it was everyone. Yeah. At the end. I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't like it either in this version. Right, okay. Like, it didn't feel like it paid off. I feel like we didn't have enough time to establish half of the characters. So by the time it was like, well, and you're connected and you're connected and you're connected, it was like, who the fuck are these people again? Like, why... Like, I And to be honest, when they mentioned the guy, the guy who'd been killed, it took me a... Like, I thought it was Johnny Depp, mm. but only because I remember in the trailer he wasn't in that corridor shot of everyone sitting down. Because mm. I don't remember anyone's names. Yeah. This is like and like the fourth you. time I've gone through it, so I can remember names now. But they keep fucking changing each version as well. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. They keep changing them, just subtly. And there was a hint, like, him figuring out how they're all connected to Cassetti is not at the end. It's like, with the... Uh, the Lady who was meant to be the chef, who was the maid for the Judy Dench. Yeah, he like just offhandedly mentions. Everything. Yeah, offhandedly mentions. Oh, everyone must have loved your cooking. Mm. And she's like, yes. And he's like, oh, but why if you're a maid, not a chef? Mm. And he like, there's bits like that in there that reveal what they were. Because yeah. he just he starts to figure out that they're all somehow connected, mm. and then he just starts guessing. Yeah. Like making educated guesses, like with the driver, he just guesses that it was the limo, that he was the limo driver. I th- yeah. think I think that's what bothered me because yeah. I, I should, I should, I, like I said, writing writing one. What you want to do is you want to give the audience the tools so they could have figured it out for themselves. Yeah, which but they you didn't. don't, but you don't want them to. Yeah, which mm-hmm. they so didn't you, do for this. Which they yeah. didn't do. There weren't. You, you know, there were no red herrings or anything like that because they were all the killer. Yeah, which I'm sure absolutely can work in other versions but I there's red herrings because every clue is meant to be a red herring like that was the point of the mystery and the other part of it is because they're stuck on a train he can't talk to Scotland he can't get background information on people like the reason why it's meant to be such an interesting mystery is because he has to rely on exactly what they say and like the timeline becomes really important which is hard to give across when you don't have a book I was going to say all that is great yeah all that is great wish I'd seen it in the movie yeah I know (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and there's one line at the start that they don't point out that, which I guess is why he doesn't figure it out until the very end, because in all the other versions he figures it out way before the end. Yeah, he basically well, knew, knew from yeah pretty early on. Um, Bock says or notes out that one, it's a really weird time of year for the train to be full. Two, it's a really weird mix of people. Like you wouldn't find this mix of like different nationalities and professions and stuff anywhere in the world except America, is what Poirot says. And that's how he clicks that it's probably all, they're all from, like, work at the same house. That's a really nice detail. Yeah, which they left out, and I'm real pissed off because that's the clincher. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like watching this, if I watch this again, I couldn't... Because a good example is if you watch Seven and you watch that movie all the way through, you obviously you don't figure out who the killer is. Hmm. Um, but if you watch that knowing everything, you can put the clues together yourself. Yeah. I feel like just replaying the movie in my head, I couldn't still. Yeah. Because it just, as, her, as Poirot sort of figured things out, he would then reveal to you what it was connecting to in his brain, in his mm. memory. 
So it really wasn't feeding the audience like little hints of information. It was just, you were just watching somebody else who knew more than you figure it out. And it's not really the same. And also is, is Poirot usually this sort of like, I feel like in this people were just blowing smoke up his ass the whole time. And a big part of what I thought his character was is being underestimated. People are meant to look at him like he's a, he's, he's an angry little man, you know, who's, who's polite, but a little, but also rude. And, you know, they just underestimate him and he says dumb things and he pretends to be uh, an ignorant foreigner who doesn't speak the language very well. Sometimes it depends what he's trying to do, but he does enjoy blowing smoke up his own ass because people (laughs) always go, oh, you're Hercule Poirot, the famous detective. And he's like, we. Yeah. Yeah. Like in the David Suchet one, like they, someone recognized him. Then after they left, he's like, yes, of course I'm the famous detective. Yeah. I um, one thing I did like, oh, oh, I don't know if this counts as something that I liked. I I liked it enough that I want to see another one. Yeah, I think so too. I think it was like, um, I, I like I I think it was engaging. Later on, that would be great. Yeah. From my memory, though, watching the. Because Murder on the Nile, has that been a movie and a TV episode, or has it been both? It's been a TV episode. They adapted every, just about every single story for the TV show. Okay. I haven't seen Murder on the Nile, though. It's been a movie as well. Because I've definitely seen a version of that, and I have very fond memories of that. Mm. I don't remember the specific details of it, but I really, really enjoyed it. Mm. Um, And, like, more than this, frankly. But. Also, a lot of the visuals... I thought the visuals were pretty good, but some of it looked really off. To start with, could the camera just stay fucking still for a second? Everything was a big sweeping spinning around, follow them. I was getting, like, disorientated a little bit. And half of... Like, all the outside shots were on a soundstage so clearly. Yeah. Like, and... It just... It didn't really blend those... Those technologies well, together. Because all really the inside well. stuff looked fantastic. Yeah, looked like really good. Like that stuff over the top of the carriages. Yeah. Sick. That mm. was, I loved all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But and I outside think, it just looked fake and rubbery. I think even like the shot where he's interviewing the woman he meets on, on the boat before. Debenham. Yeah. Uh, Daisy Ridley. Yeah. 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 When, when he's interviewing her outside, that actually looks like outside. Mm. But then when they're in the tunnel, it's clearly not. Whenever they're standing beside the train, it's clearly not. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird that they all went out into the tunnel too. Yeah, mm. that is weird. I'm guessing that didn't No, happen. the train doesn't derail. There's no avalanche. It's just heaps of snow and they just stop and have to wait for a plow. Mm. Like, there's, yeah. They dramatised a lot. Yeah. It's trying to make it more exciting. Mm. I... The mundaneness of just being stuck because of snow is so much better. Yeah. I think. Because they can't do anything, they just have to wait. Because I don't watch this to be excited by action or dramatic moment. I watch this because there's an intriguing murder Mm. with interesting characters. Well, and... Like, I'm speculating here, but... Like... Wait, so... I can't remember exactly if if this is how it happened in the movie... But, like, did they kill him and then derail? No. Oh. Like, like, was that, like, immediately after oh, each they other? They The timeline's not clear in the movie. I can't remember. Yeah, cause I it, think they, they, yeah, they, they kill him and then they, the, they hit the snow at night. Like, I think they hit the snow at, like, 2 and they killed him at about 10. But they yeah. set the watch to look like it was 1, yeah. 15. 
So, like, it makes sense that, like, this is the the spanner in the works that, that like, stops them from getting away with it. Yeah, because there's two... Yeah, because they bought every room as well. That's why Priority wasn't supposed to be able to get on. Yeah, and who was the person who didn't get on? I'm it was assuming... fake. It was a fake name they did just to... Ah. So that no outsiders were there. So it's just them and the conductor who was in on it anyway. Because I was just speculating that in the book somebody must have chickened out or, like, couldn't make it and that sort of threw their plans a little bit too. No. The, the, the Calais coach or the coach they're in is only got the, those 12 people. Right. Or those, yeah, the 12 yeah. people. And that makes sense. Yeah. But then Poirot's, like, the first spanner in the works and then mm. the, the snowdrift is the second one. Mm. Yeah. Which is why, like, McQueen shits himself mm. when... The, well, the fat guy with the Miss Jazz yeah, 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 shits yeah. himself when Poirot turns up. Yeah. Because he's a... Yeah. It's like, oh crap, now we're screwed. Yeah. I feel like this is such an interesting, like, story and setting, and, like, I can see why this has been adapted so many times. I don't think this will go down as the definitive one. No. And that's, uh, uh, looking at reviews, it's sitting at 59% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think that's about right. Yeah, I think so too. But, um, and I basically agree with what the consensus is. Great cast with amazing performances, but it just doesn't add anything. Yeah, it almost needed to, like... Does that whole confrontation between Pyro and Daisy Ridley go down like it does? Oh, no, the, the ending is, like, completely different. Like, Because I didn't like any of that. Him talking to her about the ten questions is that... He doesn't talk to her about that, he talks to Brock. Yeah, I don't like that at all. The Arthbanot short shooting him, that doesn't happen. Because mm. he, what he does is he interviews everyone, then he interviews everyone again, or he interviews some of them again. And then he does the reveal mm. and he has a sit in a room and he thinks with Bok and the doctor who is mm. different. So there's none of the like, none of what we saw happen sort of after a certain point. Mm. Right. Okay. And he also looks at the body first rather than start interviewing first. I was going to say, why would you Because that was that? weird. That was weird. Yeah. yeah. You always study the body first. Like You just, you don't want things to be affected by time like you yeah you want to make it as easy as possible well, to and, gather in a, and looking at the body could tell you who the murderer is true straight away yeah yeah stupid uh, the death of the Nile I've seen is a, there's a 1978 British film um starring Peter Ustinov plays Pyro that's the version I've seen right okay mm. I have like I said very fond memories of it yeah I've I've definitely seen like spatterings of Poirot in in the house, but like it was when I was pretty young and like I didn't really remember any of it. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I honestly don't really know what else to to bring up about this because like as you'd expect, um, yeah, fantastic performances by Judy Dench, by that woman who's in everything, by the Green Goblin, by the Snowman from Frozen, by <laughs> um, jo- uh, Johnny Depp was the was Snowman good. from Frozen. It, it was. Josh Gad, he's the the fat guy with the mustache. Is that uh, him? I'm pretty no. sure that's no, no, it's a different guy. Sorry, my bad. No. Um, I'm thinking not Gaston. His 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 dude, his friend in yeah, yes. I can't remember his name. He's also the guy from um, Fantastic Beasts. Oh yeah, true. Oh, yeah. And he's real good in that. He's very good in that. He's quite good in that. Mm. He's um, fine in this. Yeah, he's good in this. this. I um I like basically everyone. I'm real pleased to see Daisy Daisy Ridley was good in this. Mm. Wait, who who was she again? Like, what did she do? Ray from Star Wars. Cal. No. Yes. No. Yes. She's much better than this. Like in in this. 
Ray's pretty good. But no, what, she's I'm, fine. I like what I mean is, yeah, um, it means we're going to see her in more stuff because she's actually not a bad actor. Yeah, no, she's quite. Good. <laughs> it was more my point. Yeah. Ray. Yeah, she was one of the more interesting, like, characters in in Star Wars. Ray's a great character. Mm. Maybe needs a flaw, but. Yeah, uh, she's got a little bit of a flaw. It's just not very strong. Because I think the whole thing was... Well, not the whole thing, but I think there was meant to be a big fake-out between who was going to be the main character, whether it's going to be this black guy, whether it's going to be her. And well, then, she is the main character. Well, yeah, yeah, she is, but we, like... You sort of learn that about a third of the way through the movie rather than at the beginning. And her flaw as a character, you know, all good characters need a good flaw. Her flaw is that she wants to go back to Jakku to wait for her family. And that's kind of her whole flaw, and it's not very strong. Mm. Well, and she sort of bails on that pretty quick. Yeah. That's a pretty shit flaw. Mm. As a screenwriter. Alright, Sam. Well, at that, <laughs> you know, like speaking, like talking, like in reference to the Rick and Morty joke before about how fans are the worst, would you call uh, Ray a Mary Sue? <laughs> what? Have you seen all that fucking shit? Oh, th- there is the most heated debate on the internet is just whether or not X character is a Mary Sue or not. And it's like the worst fucking thing. Mary Sue being... Mary Sue being somebody who has no flaws that everybody just loves and she just learns everything easily and everybody just loves and fucking showers them with praise. It's usually a female character. It's usually just, yeah, a really shallow bullshit character. People say she learnt the Jedi mind trick, she learnt the Force, she learnt the lightsaber thing, she just knows everything about the Millennium Falcon. And people go, oh, she's a Mary Sue, she's a Mary Sue. I'm like, just fucking yes, because Star Wars is naff. But they explain all that in Rebels. <laughs> some of that in Rebels. They explain some of that in Rebels. But also, like, it, uh, my, okay. Explain some said, of that in the movie as well. Sure. And that she can use the Falcon because she's just been tearing engines apart, I guess. I don't yeah. fucking know. Like, it's, it's all dumb. And I, I, I want to like, confirm, when I said yes, I'm, I, meant, I meant it in a dismissing way, not like I agree. Just like, shut up. Yeah, but I'm talking to them now. Yeah. But, but the thing is, I know you think Star Wars is naff. I love Star Wars, but... People talk about the original trilogy like it's this masterpiece, and I think uh, they are. I think they're great films, but they're just great, really entertaining films to watch. They're not hugely in Luke Skywalker's entire training mm. that we see until he meets Yoda from Obi Wan. Mm. So he uses the Force in that time. Is think with your feelings mm. or something. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's Wear not it with meant the blast. to be. It's be not blind. meant to be a sci-fi epic. It's not meant to be a, an in-depth character analysis of good and evil. It's just meant to be good guy kills the bad guy. Yeah, and it has a and it's a fun it's a fun adventure with deaths and thrills along the way. Yeah. Exactly. So when I say it's a bit naff, I mean it's very simple. Yes, and that's fine. But something can be simple in premise and have entertaining things that make it kind of unique. Yeah, but if that's not how people talk about no. Star Wars. No, people talk about Star Wars like it's Star Trek. No, but Star <laughs> Trek, though, Star Trek's more than a bit naff at times. Sure. It's great it's, at others, you're mostly right. naff, though. Star Trek has net a... Naff. Star, no, no, it's not net naff. You haven't watched enough to say it's net naff. Poirot, the movies... I, <laughs> I think I've watched enough to say it's net naff. <laughs> How much have you watched? I've watched like nearly two seasons of Next Gen. I've seen spatterings of Deep Space Nine. And I've seen enough of the new one to know that it's all a bit naff. The new one's pretty good. The new one's all right. 
Deep Space Nine is the best Star Trek. Actually, no, the new one's not alright because the main character is the most like. Why not have a crossfit? She's getting better. She's she is, really but why not have a crossfit? So I think this really why not swap her out for that Tilly lady? How completely better. unremarkable this movie was. Falcons are the worst, yeah, by the way. Like I Falcons don't, are the worst. So I don't boring. want to hate you on watch it too Enterprise because it's actually no. <laughs> like because all the performances are really great and it looked right. really great and a lot of time and effort went into it. But yeah, I feel like I'd rather talk about how naff Star Trek is than than how than what how non. I'd rather tell you why you're wrong about Star Trek. I can't tell. I don't think this one's my favorite. I actually think the original one is my favorite because it's just a direct rip off of the book. The yeah. David Suchet one is actually probably the worst because it's half an hour shorter and they skim over all of the evidence. I imagine that, yeah, in like, like being limited to that TV format... Uh, you really don't see them find the handkerchief. Mm. I swear you don't actually see the lady in the red kimono. He just says that yeah. at one point. But where it's much better than this is in his conflict at the end Yeah, with the people is he goes off, tap at them. Yeah. And, like, it's... Oh, it's actually really good and it's worth watching just that little bit. Although, if you know what the if you've seen this or you like know the general gist of the story, watching that version is fine. But because watching that for the first time, I don't. Together, yeah, I like, don't recommend you do it for the first one because yeah. it skims over everything. I haven't seen any of the TV show, but I imagine it's got its limitations. It does, but it's also really good. It's a very different characterization, and it's a very good character. Like him stepping in the horse crap, and then having to step in at the other foot. No, he'd be over, over. He'd be so pissed off that he stepped in it that he'd get it to go get another pair of shoes yeah, and throw Poirot, them away. I never got the vibe from Poirot that he was OCD as much as no. he was just vain. He's not OCD. He's just yeah. He's really vain and particular and just a pain was in the ass. Was all that start like the book? No, no they skip over. Yeah, they, yeah. I, I got to the bit where they got on the train and none of that shit happened. <laughs> yeah, it just says that he was in Istanbul was, doing a case. That's really weird. Mm. I know they, they, they wanted to, for him to put the cane in the in the. That wall. was funny. It was funny, but that's not really Poirot. It's that's also, more Sherlock. That was that's, Sherlock. That's very Sherlock. That's Holmes. Robert Danny. Which is why Sherlock. It's is Robert Danny. Danny Jr. Right. Yeah. It's Robert Danny Junior. Sherlock. Yeah, and that's why Sherlock is a wank of a character. But Sherlock is not. You're not meant to like Sherlock Holmes. You, Sherlock is Watson's story. But no, but see the thing is. Sherlock Holmes is so often done as this, he has a superpower of being able to predict and just know whatever he wants to know. He never, it doesn't matter what evidence there is, you figure out what he knows and then what bullshit little piece of evidence you can tie to it to then give a flippant line about how he knows it. He can put the cane in the wall and people can go, oh, wonder why he put the cane in the wall. And then like four days later, something could happen and he'd be like, well, I predicted it all, Watson. And it's like, shut the fuck up, you didn't. This is written by hacks. It's very Fuck. that's in that's very much a new Sherlock Holmes. Um, thing. Yeah, I'm not knocking Arthur Conan Doyle. I'm knocking. As I say, the original books are a little more withdrawn. Yeah, because they're a little, they're a little class. Interestingly, it still has all the drug problems and all of that mm. in the books, but um, there's a little, very little. He has a scuffle every now and again, but mm. well, because he's not a he's not a small man or a like you're a particularly weak person, but. Yeah, like Sherlock He's, Holmes is just yeah. so often misunderstood as this god of all knowledge. And I feel like if Poirot is going down that route in order to just... I cool, hate that that could be a possibility. Yeah. So fuck off with that whole opening scene. And like, look, that is a little Sherlocky, mm. that Like the show Sherlock. Yeah. Sherlock's done that. 
to the extreme. Mm. I think the Robert Downey Jr. movies mm. get the characterization a little bit better. A little bit, but because still he, way too... I was going to say, he's very smart... Figuring stuff out that he shouldn't. But, but he's not extrapolating eight million things off a scratch on a phone. Yes, exactly. Yeah, mm. and it's it's you know those are action movies, but mm. um, yeah. But like there was a little bit of of like that extrapolation in in um, in Murder on the Orient Express when he's interviewing Daisy Ridley and. Um, and she's got chalk on her on her sleeve or something like that, and it's like that makes some sense. That's sort mm-hmm. of okay, but it's a like any further than that. Like I think they drew the line in the sand there. But I, I'm getting the impression that's because that was the stuff they made up. Yeah, so I don't think yeah, that... they made up the bit with the chalk. Yeah, what the, the bit with him guessing where she's from or whatever. That was in the book. Yeah. Wasn't Although it? they did actually do the bit with him and her and the colonel meeting much better than the other ones because they just have them. Like, in the first one, they're, like, macking on underneath the boat, mm. and it's quite obvious. Because they're meant to, like, be pretending they don't know each other yeah. while they're on the same boat and then pretending like they've just met and shit. Mm. So, and Pryo just overhears them uh, when they first get on the train about the whole, not now, we'll do, we'll, we'll get on later mm. shit. And that was yeah. on the boat, wasn't it? That happened on the boat, but in the book, I'm pretty sure it happens on the train. Right. Or they, there's a train before the next train I come in. Maybe it is the boat. I don't know. Anyway, this actually handled that kind of well in that I didn't think they knew each other. That was such a weird choice, though, that Istanbul thing with the Mm. cane in the wall. And, like, Mm. it's bringing forward the three priests. Because it doesn't service the story in any way. Other than set up him. Yeah. Yeah. Figureheads. And, like, I'm okay with, like, yeah, showing us the end of his last case. In fact, I reckon all of that was fine besides the cane in the wall. It was funny. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The cane in the wall was a bit much. Even if he had a said... <coughs> so it wasn't just the cane in the wall, it was the send a guard to that gate. Well, so and then, and then, then the guy the cane runs the... to that gate, though? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's just an idiot. Why, why are you running to that gate? Yeah, it should have been like, okay, I'm going to address the people now. I need a guard on this gate. And then when he slips in the, in the turd... He should be like, have somebody here just in case. Mm. Like that would have been totally fine. And then if the if instead of the cane, the guy slips on the turd and was caught by the other guard, <laughs> perfect. Like done. You could have had just as a Sherlocky moment, but it wouldn't have been anywhere near as bad. Yeah, I guess the thing is, just the circumstances around that is was not Pyro being a genius. It was yeah. the other guy being a fucking idiot. Yeah. yeah. In the TV movie, it, it's uh, he's. I think it's like a. It's like a reg, one of the one of the soldiers in a regiment acts something. He he's absconding with some woman, like having an affair, and something happens, and she accidentally dies, and then he's lying to cover it up, and then right. Poirot reveals it, and then he ends up shooting himself during the like, oh you did it speech, and oh. there's like a story of taking justice into your own hands and stuff, and that informs how he behaves for the rest of the uh, the thing. Like, he's just real depressed and pissed off. That's fine. And that he really doesn't want to take the job. Yeah. See, that makes way more sense. Because in this, it was just like, no, I have retired. <laughs> I want to fucking... I want to, I want to go on a holiday. And they're like, but one more case. Come on, just come back for this one more thing. And it was like... And then he just does it. Like, and that would also have informed his decision at the end to kind yeah, of let them yeah, yeah. go. That would have worked really well. 
God. That, that, that part does work really well with David Suchet. Yeah, the opening scene had no bearing on the rest of the rest of the story, even thematically. Like no, the thing is, it was almost meant to like show you his OCDness. Yeah, yeah, which is little. weird because he doesn't have OCD. Yeah, like that's way more of a um, of a Sherlock so Holmes. He, he does have OCD, but not in the way of neating your tie and everything has to be in like parallel and even and stuff. It's he like his shit needs to be. His OCD, surely you get rid of that beard. There's nothing practical about that moustache. I, I do like a two-tiered moustache. I hate it so much. That was pretty impressive. Uh, it, it, oh, it in practice, s- it looks better than I thought. Yeah. It's like got the two flicks. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. kind of cool. He grows but it's got the, the, the flick up, and the cheek. Flick up jowl. and then the flick down. It's horrifying. No, it's fine. It's a very excessive moustache. It's too much. Yeah, it's, it's over the top, but like it's structured and just a little bit flamboyant. It's, it's, I think it fits. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I prefer David Suchet. Like, whenever I think Poirot, that's who I'm going to think of. But... Yeah, that mustache was a, a, a feat of construction, a feat of engineering. Yeah, that but, was. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, but that opening scene, what you want in an opening scene of a... Kind of like a, an opening scene of an Indiana Jones movie, or even a... Um, James Bond a, a, movie. A James Bond movie, or a, or a um, or any kind of murder mystery is... You can have it be unrelated to the mm. actual case, but you want it thematically yeah, to inform fit. your character, and you want to introduce the character in... You know, you want to have it mean something. Yeah. So, like the first Indiana Jones movie, which I know you haven't seen because you're the worst. Um, Guilty. <laughs> Indigo has a little mini adventure, and we encounter the big villain of the movie at the end of that right. little adventure. Um, and that's that's it. That's the adventure. The adventure itself has no meaning, but we've met our big villain, yeah. and we know everything we need to know about him based on his interactions at the end of that mini adventure. Right. And we know Indy's resourceful. We know everything about him as a person as well. Right. This was just... I, I I didn't get any bearing on Pyro, really, because I thought I got a bearing on him, and then he didn't act like that in the... Yeah. On the Orient Express. Yeah. And then... Um, and then thematically, it was entirely... It had nothing to do with it, really. So we joked at the end of this movie that there'd be a post-credit scene where um, Sherlock Holmes turns up and says he's building the detective initiative, or whatever. <laughs> would you would you actually watch that crossover yes. with like that? Maybe even Robert Downey Jr.'s. Um, how like many other Poirot. detective people can you get? Well, you could get um, Miss Miss Marple. Miss Marple, that's it. The um, yeah, Miss she. But her whole thing is she literally just sits in the corner knitting, and everyone just ignores her because she's an old lady knitting in the corner. And then she's like, "Oh, I just overheard him say that he did it." Miss Marple's pretty fun. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Marple's pretty good. But you can have you can have Sherlock, and you can have um, Pyro, and I, look, put Batman in there. You won't have read the book, but um, Skullduggery Pleasant, yeah, is a great like fantasy young adult novel series. Yeah. It's about a skeleton detective who yeah. throws fireballs and shit. Gotcha. It's really cool, Cal. Y- yeah. Matt like likes it. destroy all the evidence all the time. Uh, Matt likes it because I told him to like it. <coughs> <laughs> Matt, sit. Matt, enjoy this thing. Good, Matt. <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> Matt, stop screwing your bum Actually, along I don't the know if Matt has read those books. Brianne likes it. No, That's Matt the- definitely had. The- one, of the, um, one of my earlier meetings with Matt, he was... Um, you were talking about reading Skull Diary Pleasant. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, Brianne likes it. Is that a better in... 
Is that a better, like, endorsement? I mean, obviously, but also, I haven't really gotten to gauge Brianne's taste in things that isn't Disney movies. <laughs> okay, you <laughs> have gauged Brianne's taste in things. <laughs> it's Disney movies. Oh, no. Mm. Mm. No. I mean, that means that. less and less with every acquisition. Did you see they're looking to buy 20th Century Fox? Yeah. That but, fell through. It fell, it fell yeah, through officially, did it? Yeah. Apparently what I they knew they all for, walked away from the table, but that doesn't mean it's necessarily over. I, I, the indication I got from not reading the articles and just seeing the headlines is that it didn't go through. Yeah. and They tried, but yeah. What I got from a similar practice was that they were, um, they were planning to buy it mostly for things like The Simpsons and, um, and Futurama. Yeah. And stuff like yeah, that, 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 that are big streaming rights. So the idea was to, to add to their own streaming services. Oh, they're making streaming... Oh, that's going to be bad. Yeah. Disney, a Disney streaming service, if it's all Disney, that is great. I mean, that's, that's the closest thing to everything in one platform because Disney just fucking owns everything. Well, it's all Marvel, all Star Wars, <clears throat> all Disney, all Pixar, all yeah. Disney Animation Studios. Or anything... Um, on ABC in America. Yeah, ABC TV. Um, they've got another one. I yeah. don't remember what the other one is. I don't know either, but um, that's that's most things. That's like 50% of all things. Don't need another streaming service. God damn it. How many do I have to pay for? I just want to have so everything. because the they used to have a deal with Netflix. <sighs> yeah, all the Netflix don't. Marvel <clears throat> shows are probably not they're, being renewed on Netflix. Yeah, they're probably now. going to that. Yeah. Shit. But look, let's be honest, they've all turned shit, those shows. Yeah, they're all a bit naff. But I would watch Defenders if it was good. It was I'd, so I'd, shit, though. I'd watch Heroes for Hire if it was good. They're not doing that, though. They're doing Iron Fist Season 2. Yeah, Iron Fist is in Luke Cage Season 2, though. Hey, maybe they are doing it. For then. like a yeah. couple episode or two. Uh, that's not yeah. enough. But it'll be Heroes for Hire. Episode, episode, it'll be Heroes for Hire Part 1 and Part 2, hopefully. Yeah, maybe. Hopefully they know what the... I don't understand. But they're all friends how... now. Why are they not just hanging out on a permanent basis helping each other? Yeah. They might. We don't know what they're going to do with they're it. They're probably not, Bob. Also, I, I Giving think... them more credit than they deserve. Yeah, but it's Marvel, so hashtag it's all connected. No, I but their think... shows are all bad now. Oh, except Agents of Shield. But hashtag it's all connected. Agents of Shield got good and all the other Marvel shows got bad. Mm. I think what will really prove this. Like, what's going to happen with the whole Netflix thing is what happens with the Punisher series because. These last, like, three seasons that they've released of their other shows have been naff. Yeah. The Punisher does well. There might still be a, a chance. I didn't finish Luke Cage. I didn't even bother watching Iron Fist. And Defenders was naff, so... I, at this point, I have seen it all. You, you were correct not to watch any... Not to watch the things you didn't watch. Mm. Yeah. I, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Because I watched three episodes of Iron Fist and I was so bored. No, you so skip boring. to episode 10, and then it's where the story starts. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. it's in 10, 11, and 12, and then don't watch 13. I forget there are 13 episodes. Don't watch 13, though. 10 episodes, max. The 13th episode. Oh, fuck. It's like this weird epilogue in which Faramir comes... It's so stupid. Anyway, uh, <coughs> we can probably wrap it up there. Anything else you guys want to say about murder? I mean... On the Orient Express? Well, or just murder in general? Um, Bad. Yeah, don't do it. It's fun, <laughs> but don't do it. Um, no, uh, like, I just, I wish that this was just like 10% better. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I, and I would have liked it if they come out with, um, uh, on the Nile and it's, and it's great. This might even make a, a really good trilogy. I think, yeah, yeah, true. Um, maybe, I don't know. Murder on the Nile would be good. Although that's seemed like just a reference. Cause if 
they have said that if this does well, they'll make more. Right. Like the estate of Agatha Christie's like, yeah, more money. Yeah, they have said that. But he said there's a... He's, there's been a murder on the Nile. At the I'm end pretty sure in Murder on the Nile he's on the he's, boat. He's and just happens. on the boat yeah. anyway. So it's inaccurate. Stupid. That's one of the details I remember from the movie I saw. Because it gets to a point in, his, in all of his stories where he's not investigating cases, he's just on holiday and people die. And they're like, oh shit, we better Mate, get the world famous detective. You know what a... Oh, this should be for my own idea. What you do is you just have this whole series of someone solving murders that happen around them. The final one, it's revealed they like set up everyone else in those stories and they're actually the murderer <laughs> the whole time. I have ideas to pitch to you after this microphone turns off. Okay. It's been done, kind of. Yeah, of I course. Was. Everything's been done, in Bob. Poirot, kind of. The Simpsons him, did it. No, not him. But it's that's kind Estings, of what, what the last you episode's fuck. about. Hastings <laughs> no, no. is too busy playing golf to murder people. Playing golf and chasing women. That's all he does. Hell, Next week we're talking about Justice League. Oh boy. Oh boy, the world's truly greatest detective, Ben Affleck, <laughs> um, <laughs> resumes his role as the Batman. Get a coin, flip it. If it's heads, it's good. If it's tails, it's going to be bad. All right, let's do it now. Let's do it. I've All right. What, right what do the coins say? All right. I got a, a head. So heads, heads for good. Yep. All right. Tails for naff. Heads good, tails bad. Justice League. We're going to decide now what it's going to be. All right. Live on air, world exclusive. World exclusive. Bing. It's going to be good, guys. Oh! Hey! Seriously, don't get your hopes up. Yeah, no, don't get your hopes up. <laughs> Hold no breaths. Follow us. Uh, let us know what you think of Justice League if you see it. Flip at- your coin. Let us know what you got. <laughs> Heads is good. Tails is bad. We'll do a survey. We'll put a Twitter poll up. Don't lie. Tell us what your coin got. All right. You're I'll- just going to get 50-50 in the end, though, aren't you? Oh, that's, oh, that's so fucking zen, man. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at VideoShopPod. Find us on Patreon at uh, thevideoshop.com.au Yeah. See you, nerds. Do the stuff. Find Bob before the yeah, movies. Yeah, do see before the movies and Lobster TV. Hey, I do them. They're pretty fun. See you, nerds. Woo!